Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at patreon.com slash inspired disorder. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. This is my top five Stephen King horror films. These are movies that were adapted by uh, Stephen King writing of some sort uh, and is a, a filmography, a collection of films of which I hadn't seen a lot of. So it was nice to go through all of these movies and really fill in a lot of the blind spots. Because I've seen some Stephen King stuff like uh, Stand By Me I saw recently, but, you know, Shawshank Redemption, uh, The Green Mile, like a lot of the things that are non-horror of his I've seen. Of course, like, I'd seen Misery is probably one of the, the classics I've seen of his. Uh, as far as horror movies, I've actually seen some of them. Some of them more recently. Some of them I had uh, a turnaround with. Uh, there's movies of his that I've seen that I just do not like. But there are some bad movies <laughs> that have been made of his work. And uh, surprisingly, some movies that I do not like of his are now on the list because they're better. They're better. Uh, so let's find out. Let's find out what my top five are, shall we? Starting off, the movie that I had never seen before. It's a movie that I, I constantly uh, would confuse with another movie that's kind of similar. It's a horror movie with cars. But it wasn't this movie. I had never seen this movie until I had watched it for this. Uh, and that movie coming in at number five is Christine. This is a, a movie that came out in 1983, same year as Sleepaway Camp, which I reviewed yesterday. Uh, and it's about a boy and his car, a haunted car. I love the premise. Haunted houses are a thing. Haunted, you know, people, you know, possessions are a thing in horror. But a haunted car, that's, and, it, and the car is great, especially for kids, like, it takes place in, like, I don't know what year. It's supposed to be, like, the 50s or something like that. I don't know. I don't think it's taking place in the 80s. Maybe it is. I don't know. But the car is older, and it's this car that, like, people just keep dying in due to, like, just, it's, it's weird. It's like this car that keeps, everybody that's owned it has died. But this kid sees it. It's beat up in some old guy's junkyard. And he, he wants to get it. And he's like a nerdy kid. And he gets his car and he wants to fix it up. And he gets really into fixing it up. He falls in love with this car. There's a, a lot of it is, is like this like love that he has for his car. And cars for kids represent freedom. Like you're free to get out of your house. You're free to leave your parents. Right? Because they can't hold things over you if you're out of the house. If you're in the house... You're under my roof. You listen to my rules. You're in a car. It's my car. I bought this car. I own this car. I've fixed this car up. It's also like Stephen King, amazing at writing bullying. Like the bullying that happens in his movies is like next level bullying. Like there is like serious damage and life-threatening things that happen uh, from bullies. And the bullies in Christine are no different. Like, what they do to his car is ridiculous. But it's also got that thing that I love about horror movies. It's like that revenge 
that revenge superhero type movie where it's like, you know, they pay for what they've done. And it's like he loses control. Like it's the power is it's not going to end well for him. But it's great. I loved it. I really did. I'd never seen it before. And I really enjoyed the movie. I like the characters. You know, the bullying stuff is like is is like great. It's like perfect Stephen King. If I had to imagine, I've never read any of his books. I've only recently saw like a ton of his movies for this. And bullying is like he he does bullying more than anybody, better than anybody. He does like kids really good, like friend groups and kids, whether they're multiple friends in in the friend group or in like Christine, where it's just two guys. That was kind of my life growing up. It was just me and one of my friends. I had friends at school, but they didn't live near me. So I only had one friend that lived near me, and that was kind of the friend growing up. And this, is, this movie's about that. And it's about how, like, early relationships, not even just, you know, with cars, but just relationships in general, how a lot of the times relationships can pull friendships apart. And this does that. This, this has a lot of cool things. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, a haunted car. That sound, this is a fun premise, and uh, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, so, yeah, that's my number five. Which is kind of sad that this is my number five, and I like it so much, because my number four movie is a movie that I openly do not like. I'm not a fan of the director. Um, I mean, I've, I've tried to watch this movie multiple times. I mean, I, I, I don't not say I don't like this director. This director sometimes makes things that I'm not a fan of. Uh, but amazingly, visual director. So anyway, let me coming in at number four is the movie that came out only three years, three years before Carrie did this movie, The Shining. Here's Johnny. Uh, the Shining came out in 1980, three years before. Probably one of, if not the best filmed Stephen King adapted work. And I know it's not, it doesn't hold true. It's not a good adaptation. People that like the book, even Stephen King hates this adaptation because it changed a lot. I've never read the book, so I don't know. But it is beautifully shot. Beautifully shot. Stanley Kubrick, beautifully shot, directing. My problem with it is it's a little confusing. It's a little long, a little slow at parts, but it's like a haunted house. I mean, it's a hotel. Uh, it's a, you know, a descent into madness with Jack Nicholson. The over, it's, but there's aspects of it that are confusing which, I, I don't know, it's just not a, I just don't enjoy, there's like, aside from visually, the visuals of this movie, which are amazing, the horrific moments that happen as a horror film are amazing, iconic. It doesn't, it, there's like so little to like in, enjoy about watching it. Like, I just can't get into it. I've tried so many times, and I rewatched it again, because I'd seen so many bad I was seeing so many bad movies that were, Steve, were adapted from Stephen King that I'm like, well, now i got to rewatch The Shining because it's, at least it's visually better quality than majority of these movies. Great performance by Jack Nicholson. 
Uh, great performance by, I mean, Shelley Duvall. The kid is creepy. Um, you know, just a, it's a crazy movie. And I, and I never saw Dr. Sleep. So that's not on the list. I couldn't, it wasn't out. It wasn't available. I wasn't going to buy it just because I'm not a fan of The Shining. I know it's kind of like a sequel to The Shining in some ways. Um, but yeah, coming in at number four, not like I will probably watch Christine again before I watch The Shining again, unless I do a St uh, Stanley Kubrick draft or draft a top five Stanley Kubrick, which I'll probably do. And I might rewatch it again, but there's guaranteed better Stanley Kubrick stuff. But not all of his stuff is good. Some of his stuff is just like not, not good at all, in my opinion. But it's kind of hit or miss on some things. Shining, gorgeous, a little confusing, but you know, it's terrifying at moments. It, it, it does its job as a horror film. Coming in at number four, The Shining. And I had to put it on the list because I, I, I felt bad, even though it's like not a movie I really like, even though I've watched it up. As far as movies that I don't like, I've rewatched The Shining far too many times. There's aspects of it that, that I do like. And maybe one of these days, maybe there'll be a movie that I watch of Stanley Kubrick that, or when I watch his movies in succession of, of one another uh, and binge them and kind of really get his vibe, then I'll, I'll have more of an appreciation for it. I don't know. It's sitting at number four, which it's lucky to even be on my list. At the beginning, it wasn't even on the list. But it's on the list now at number four. Moving on to number three, my number three favorite. This is another movie that I liked. I, I liked the beginning of it, and then like it fell off when I initially watched it. This was this was the movie, the last movie that was reviewed on my old podcast, the Inspired Disorder podcast. A little over four years ago, I started the Many Faces. It's an ongoing series of abstract ink portraits. Each piece is improvised. Each piece is released daily. Start collecting now. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF. That stands for The Many Faces. And save yourself 25% when you use coupon code RTS. That stands for The Ray Taylor Show because that's what you're listening to. And I love you. So I want you to save 25% when you use that coupon code Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF and use coupon code RTS to save 25% when you start collecting one of over 1,600 original ink paintings. By myself, I made them. Support me. I love you. Back to the show. So coming in at number three is the movie It. Chapter one, don't really like chapter two. Chapter one's amazing. And rewatching it, I liked it. I liked it top to bottom. The problems that I felt like it fell off in the first viewing of it don't bother me as much. And maybe it's because I've watched so many horror films. Maybe it's because I've seen so many bad Stephen King films that like, okay, like I, I got used to like just letting things go. But it, the kids in it, are amazing. I love the actors. The casting is amazing. Their characters, like Stephen King, knows how to write kids. Like you want it, like Stand by Me. It's like Stand by Me level. 
except for like wittier, snappier dialogue. Great acting. It has like serious. I mean, obviously, it has the kid from Stranger Things, but it has Stranger Things vibes, big time, but different. Kids are amazing. The scares are great. Like, kind of, it's similar in some ways to Freddy Krueger, where, you know, Freddy haunts kids in their dreams by giving them nightmares, the things that they hate most. It, Pennywise, kind of manifests those uh, worst nightmares in hallucinations. So a lot of the times these kids, which, you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street at times got to that similar level, kind of did the same thing. Uh, but this one, love the kids, love the writing. I thought it was scary. Like, free, definitely freaky. The, the clown is freaky. And it, I, like, I'm glad I rewatched this. This is another one where I was like, oh, there's, this wasn't going to be on my list. Because for whatever reason, I didn't like this, the last half where they're in the sewers and the kids are floating. It's like, why are the kids floating? It's like, I don't know. Now I just didn't care. It's like, whatever, floating, floating in water, this water and sewers, maybe, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But it's cool. The teamwork, the different characters, the kids, it's, it does this bullying that happens. Like that one, the fat kid, I relate to the fat kid falling in love with the girl. I would have been that fat kid in love with that girl. Those were, like, the girls I was into at that age were like the tomboy girls still to this day tend to be i'm not really a as attracted to like the the kind of high maintenance quote-unquote high maintenance type of women um but yeah i would have been that fat kid that would have 100 percent been me and the kid's name is jeremy ray taylor what's that about but yeah i love the kids the story's great the you know the monster, the quality of the film, like every aspect of it. I had so much fun rewatching it. Had so, I'm so glad I rewatched it because it, it's like so good. Obviously, it's only my number three, but similarly to like The Shining, it's well filmed. It's one of the best filmed movies. It's well produced, high quality film. Except for I'm in it. Like I love the the kids, the the shit talking between them, the bullying, the 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 bullies are like cr scary bullies. But then the monster's even scarier. There's the 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 creepy pedophile uh, pharmacist, the dad of the girl, super like the the scary things this movie does that kid they're like legitimate things that kids would be scared of and should be scared of in real life and it portrays them so good like in like like honestly horrific like they're not good people and it's crazy it's crazy but yeah i uh i really enjoyed it chapter 1 chapter 2 when the the end of chapter 2 is basically bully people being bullies like they bully i think they just insult it until it dies by bullying it which i don't really like that like you don't you don't win by being the bully although i do like revenge so there's a line i guess but uh it one i love because it's all about the kids all about the kids 
I loved it so much. Uh, so much fun. So much fun. Uh, so yeah, number three is it, and not the miniseries. Doesn't count. It's not a movie, and I haven't seen it. Uh, but I'll rewatch it. Coming in at number two, my second favorite Stephen King horror film. It's one that I've mentioned already. It has some of the great stuff as far as bullying is concerned. I mentioned it in my review of Sleepaway Camp, you know, which is related because they're both, you know, female leads. So coming in at number two is the film Carrie, the classic horror film Carrie from 1976. Starring Sissy Spacek, directed by Brian De Palma. Great. You got this kid who's like, has an overprotective, ultra-religious mom. Doesn't really allow her to do anything. She gets bullied by everybody. She gets her period. She doesn't know what her period is. Freaking out. This very, like, sexualized shower scene at the beginning of the movie. But you see the bullying... But you also, like, it, it fleshes out, like, even the bullies have character to them. They're not just, like, bully bullies. Like, they all have, like, their own, within the bully universe of these movies, like, they all have their own kind of a thing. And you're seeing these girls, these bullies, get punished for what they did to Carrie, throwing tampons at her because she didn't know what a period was because her mom never taught her because she's super ultra-religious. But then you also see, like, these weird things happening, which is another aspect of Stephen King where you have, like, supernatural stuff that happens. And it's not just in horror movies. There's the supernatural stuff that happens in The Green Mile, which is... I remember when I watched that, I was like, whoa, what is this movie doing? Uh, why, is there, why are there, like, these flies coming out of that man's mouth? Um, but, yeah, Carrie... Early John Travolta, which is weird. Forgot he was in it. This is one of those movies where I, I probably watched when I was young and then, you know, hadn't watched it in forever. And it's like, yeah, I watched Carrie. You, you know, like, culturally, you, you, you know, that like, the pig's blood and the kind of the things. I, know, I don't think I ever watched the remake, and I don't really feel a need to because uh, this one was so well done. And it's, you know, these mean girls plan for Carrie to win prom uh, and then to humiliate her in front of everybody. But what they don't know is that she has these telekinetic powers. She finds this like hidden superpower to seek revenge on everybody that's har that's hurt her. Right. Another, another one of those great uh, Stephen King or just ho a lot of horror movies where the victims find this, this hidden power to, seek revenge against all the people and of course it's horrific and you know maybe gives people the wrong idea now i guess i don't know people feel entitled people will feel that rage like they're being bullied when they're not really being bullied like they don't understand what bullying is like maybe they are the bully and they're being called out for being the bully and they think that's what it's like to be bullied which is not bullying is like compounded trauma from multiple people on a regular basis uh at least my experience with it um but yeah carrie 
my number two. It's classic. It's amazing. It's great. It's got everything. Top, well made, great acting, solid story, pretty simple story, you know. So yeah, Carrie coming in at number two. And my number one, my favorite Stephen King horror film, which sadly is out of this list, the only one I did not get to revisit. Wasn't available to stream. I'm sure I, I could have rented it for sure or just bought it, but I didn't. I bought, I bought some other multi-pack of Stephen King horror films, which none of them are on the list. Maybe Chris, or maybe uh, The Shine, or maybe uh, Carrie, I think, was on that bunch, like of eight movies of Stephen King adaptations, and I did not play. I watched most of them, did not play. None of them are, are on the list. Uh, would have loved Misery to be in that bundle. Oh, spoilers. My number one favorite Stephen King horror film is Misery. I mean, the moment I planned on, directed by Rob Reiner, uh, starring James Caan, Kathy Bates. Simple movie. Simple movie. I love it, though. It's terrifying because it's like it's not supernatural in any way. You have uh, James Caan is an author, you know, kind of playing a uh, Stephen King type. And Kathy Bates is a super fan. And James Caan's been doing a series of books. And I think he's set to release his final book or he released his final book. And Kathy Bates is not happy with that book and she wants him to rewrite the book. It's crazy. He's basically held hostage by Kathy Bates uh, and being drugged uh, and being forced to write the, the version of the book, the final book, or a continuation because she doesn't want it to end for her. Great performances. Brutal movie. Seeing his feet get smashed. Him trying to, like, crawl away while he's, you know, I mean, it's, like, so hopeless. Like, what is he, he can't get out. He's like, just, it's, it's terrifying. Terrifying. And, like, and I think because it's grounded in, like, that kind of reality, like, that can happen. People do get held captive for long times. Now, usually it's, like, dudes capturing children or women, holding them hostage. Not necessarily super fans holding their favorite artist hostage. But I'm sure, I think, I believe this was a story that was personal to Stephen King because of how passionately aggressive his fans are and, like, how easily something like this could happen. So, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's definitely my favorite. I mean, it's well, well shot, great, you know, it's just a few people in it. It's great. It's, I mean, it's one of the great movies uh, but as far as, like, a Stephen King horror film, yeah, yeah. And I like because it's grounded and you don't have, like, supernatural stuff, for me, in horror movies, can easily just, like, I don't care. Especially if it's, like, devil, like, anything that requires you to believe in the Christian faith. Like, if that's the, 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 the only reason why I should be scared in this moment is because I'm scared of the devil. Um or demons or whatever. Uh, whereas just humans can be 
scary. Humans are the scariest monsters on Earth. And a lot of, you know, you have zombie movies that, that make that point where it's not the zombies that you have to be scared of, it's the humans, you know. But uh, Misery, number one favorite Stephen King horror film. Uh, highly recommend checking it out. So this is my top five list of Stephen King horror films. Let me run through it one more time. Uh, starting off with number five, Christine. Number four, The Shining. Number three, It. Number two, Carrie. And number one, Misery. For a time, Children of the Corn was on my list for a little bit. Cat's Eye was one that was kind of fun to watch. Uh, Firestarter was kind of fun to watch. Um, there were there was a there was a bunch that were on my list, but then once I revisited, uh, I mean, Christine knocked some off. The Shining, I had to once I saw quality. It's like I mean, I just because I don't get it doesn't mean it still like has like cinematic value. I think, and maybe someday, maybe like in ten years, I'll watch it again and be like, oh, I mean, I do relate to it a lot more, especially going through quarantine and kind of being stuck somewhere, how, you know, that can kind of, I mean, they were in that hotel for how long? But, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe if I did research and, like, understood it better, because it is kind of confusing also. But uh, it was, uh, I mean, I was like, I got to watch it again. I did love the beginning of it, and maybe the, the end isn't so bad. Harry, misery, great stuff. Let me know what your favorite if I didn't mention one, I'm sure there's stuff that I watched that I forgot to mention. I watched a ton of movies this past week uh, by, that were from Stephen King novels or whatever. Uh, but let me know what your favorite Stephen King horror movies are in the comments. Hit me up on social media, at Ray Taylor. I want to know. I will check them out. Uh, but that's my top five list. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on IGTV, YouTube, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at Patreon.com slash Inspired Disorder. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch!